Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of I almost said Big Trouble. Getting some color, episode thirty-seven. I'm Joe Dubs, and I'm Zach, and we are here. We're going to be talking about some WWF Raw, April twenty-six, nineteen ninety-three. But before we get into that, uh, Zach has some news about the DiBiase family. Oh yeah, so I think last summer this story came out about how uh, Ted DiBiase and his family had been doing like some kind of like charity work down in Mississippi for years. That's where they all live. They all live in Mississippi or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like they're involved with like the church and stuff like that. And then like last year, this story broke that they're getting charged with uh, misappropriating funds or something from like their charity work and stuff like that. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> and it was like oh so they're gonna combat this i guess and uh it just broke like a couple days ago uh they were ordered by the courts to pay back all the money they misappropriated oh my god they must have did some tax fraud probably um it was 2.1 million dollars from the state that was designated for people who are eligible for for welfare jesus and, christ uh, yeah they uh like they said they used it on stuff like uh supposedly travel costs or whatever and uh kind of makes kind of makes sense if you think about it like why is Ted DiBiase on fucking NXT? Eh, maybe he needs the money. Junior's involved in this too though. Uh apparently he needs to return 3.9 million dollars. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's what's funny is that like this all this shit is like ironically like Ted DiBiase gimmick shit where he's just like moving money around and using it inappropriately and all this bullshit. <laughs> just, he's being a heel in real life. He was being a heel in real life. It turned out. Um, <laughs> money Inc has split up. <laughs> Yeah, somebody said the IRS is going to like get him or something. He's very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that's kind of sad to hear about because he's such. I've heard such nice things about him, but you know, it, it, maybe he needs the money and he thought he could get away with it somehow. And you know, you, you don't fuck with the IRS. <laughs> no, you don't fuck with the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. It wasn't just him, it was his son too. Like so it's it's like really I think it's his whole family were, were in on it somehow. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh that might explain why Ted DiBiase was appearing on NXT TV for like the last three or four months. He's like, Oh, I need some money, brother. I gotta pay this lawyer. <laughs> mm-hmm. He fucking failed apparently. Yeah. But um yeah, that's that's like the only interesting news I saw. Everything else was just kind of bullshit. It's like yeah, we're Tony Khan taking pot shots at WWE all the time, and like, I don't know, st- stupid reports. Just nothing interesting is really going on news wise right now. I, I only heard like Raw uh, got like a 1.54 million rating, and that's the lowest it's been in a while. Yeah, and people want to say like, oh, it's because f- football's back or some shit. And I'm like, no, that's that's not why. Mm. 
It's not because Raw's been terrible. Like I heard, like people fucking hated Monday's episode and the way it ended and shit. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of well, actually, you could talk about. I could talk about that. There's been like uh, reports going around that like a lot of the women are like really upset with like their booking lately because uh, they're they're doing shit like they made this the queen of the the queen's crown tournament, which is like the female version of the king, king of the ring. ring. Yeah. Something people's been saying they should do for a while is just I wouldn't have it lead into a stupid queen gimmick like they do with everybody that's a guy. Yeah. I won the king of the ring. Now I'm king. Fucking stupid. <laughs> I um they need to make it uh like a special event. Uh not like a whole month event in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um but like some of those matches were like really short. Like we're talking about like going back to the time like of the the divas where they were having like two and four minute matches on TV. And um like some people were really pissed off that like I, I like Liv Morgan lost and she was like getting over and people want to see her like get a shot or something. And so she lost Carmella in like three minutes. It's like damn. <laughs> that's that's good old Vince. When everybody likes someone, he has to do the opposite of what everybody likes. Yeah, and then something I heard like they did this. They love that story of the mismatched tag team shit, where oh they don't get along. Can they get along? They did that with Charlotte and Becky on Monday, and it was like apparently it was to the it, it had it was going on through the whole show, and it was obnoxious, and like that's how much they were doing it. <laughs> and it was just a, a shit show apparently it's like they're not self-aware it's like so stupid like maybe they're self-aware as the wrestlers themselves and that's why a lot of them jump ship and go to like aew or impact or and just the indian uh indian the indie uh route and all that stuff and new japan like vince and them have to be self-aware they can't be this stupid and be like this is a great idea no, I, I think they're that stupid. Oh my god! Well, see, they're they're writing the show for one guy. It's Vince. Mm-hmm. Whatever he wants, but um, I just I keep hearing all this stuff about people not liking this, not liking that in the company. They're getting pissed off. I'm just wondering what, like, when is the talent gonna hold like a meeting and just be like, they all need to come together. I feel like just be like, listen. This shit fucking sucks. Something needs to change now. <laughs> That's like the only way something's probably going to change before well, the, he dies. Well, the the thing is, is like you have Stone Cold openly during a pop. Like he doesn't fully bury him, but he goes, well, this is not good. It's not as good as what, you know, me and Rock did back in the day. But Yeah. And then you have Undertaker pretty much saying the locker room's not, uh, you know, how it used to be and things have changed. Keep in mind, this, that's the most loyal dude. And then you have other wrestlers that are be, being up. Like, there needs to be someone kind of like a Roman Reigns to be like, hey, can we do something about this? Yeah, him of all people should be able to fucking say something like that and have somebody listen to him. He did what they wanted for, like, years, and it got him nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then finally, he was like, I want to be heel. I got this idea. Like, just give me some leeway here. And, like, look what happened. Now everybody fucking likes him. Mm-hmm. He's selling the most merchandise as a fucking heel. Yeah. <laughs> and all this other stuff. But, but um, they just, they got to do something because as much as, like, 
some people who just fucking despise AEW, um, they're gonna run away with it. The only the only time AEW can mess up is AEW itself, because Raw's Raw's doing nothing, SmackDown's doing nothing, NXT is going the other way now. Uh, um, so like AEW has all the momentum. If the only like I said, the only way they could hurt themselves is if they do something really stupid. Um, and that's still a possibility because I've been watching old shit like TNA back in the day. It was bumping kind of like how AEW is bumping right now because like, oh my God, Kurt Angle's here. Oh my God, Jeff Hardy's here. Oh my God, the Dudley boys are here. Like that's what's kind of like AEW. And then all of a sudden shit just hit the fan and look at impact now. Um, that's still a possibility. Tony Khan could still be a dumb mark and, you know, try to push this ECW bullshit. Even though I, I like ECW, but you can't have too much ECW <laughs> in your in your product. Um, no. So, uh, WWE needs to fucking wake the fuck up. <laughs> they should. It's a shame because they've got so much talent still, even after they've let some people go. Mm-hmm. Just don't get to do anything. You know everybody could do better than what they probably are. It's just that they're all handicapped. Yep. <clears throat> but that's now. This is this is then. Yes. Now, yeah. now we're now we're getting into the the good good stuff. Uh, oh, the better stuff in some ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still. <laughs> I I the commentary's better. I have to say this. I think 1993 WWF Raw is better than... Not talent-wise, okay? Because there's a lot of talent in 1993 that I'm kind of like, eh, the crush and all that stuff. Even though he had a decent match, uh, but we'll get into that. Raw uh, in 1993 is like how Dynamite was like a year or two ago. Where it was like, it doesn't feel like a... Like, Raw and SmackDown is such a slog and everything's so heavily scripted and shit. Mm-hmm. It just feels, like, dead. Like, there's, this show has, like, no pulse at all. But, like, Dynamite, even, even when Dynamite was, like, arguably not a good show at all, you know, it was just random. It was, like, it was the shows, the early shows were just clusterfucks. Yeah. Uh, it could be any, like, you could go through, like, two or three bad segments or stupid matches and then something good might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it would go. It would just go back. It was all like throw throw darts at a board, pretty much. Uh, raw early raw is kind of like that. Yep. Because <laughs> it's like we've had good things happen. I mean, we've had really awful things, like that Friar Ferguson guy who was the bastard booger. Damien uh, Demento. Damien Demento, who s- sucks, and I, I nobody knows what his gimmick is. He's just crazy. He talks to somebody in the sky. Mm-hmm. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but like we come, we come to the show opener and we got Macho Man Vince and Bobby Heenan standing there with him. Yes, and then very quickly, Bobby Heenan's like, uh, "Oh hell, I forgot his name now already." <laughs> Rob Bartlett. He's like, "Rob Bartlett's gone. He's never coming back." Thank God. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, thank God." <laughs> It's funny though, because like Rob Bartlett started to get 
used to a little bit because like he wasn't overbearing like he was in the beginning and he started making somewhat funny jokes but then he'd get back into his old habits a little bit um, yeah, sometimes he would be funny like that time where we were watching a really shit i think it was the friar ferguson match he's like i have this this insane need to make photocopies right now i'm like he's <laughs> called this boring as fuck basically <laughs> But uh, he, they they have some they actually it, the whole Rob Bartlett conversation kind of bleeds into the first match, which the first match is Mr. Perfect versus Damien Demento. Speaking of, uh, yes, the guy who hears voices or looks in the sky and uh, terrible in the ring. Um, I I have to say he's the reason why this match kind of like sucked a little bit because Mr. Perfect was trying to carry him. Um, but there were times where Mr. Perfect was botching because of Damien Demento. Uh, but to go back on like what they were talking about, I like how uh, Bobby Heenan's like, oh, uh, Rob Bartlett wears a jock strap on the outside. He wears it like earmuffs and all that stuff. <laughs> and, and I believe Macho Man was kind of like being like face a little bit because he's like, I like Rob Bartlett. He's better than you or something like that, brother. You couldn't hold his jock, brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, I was like, obviously he's fucking trolling, but whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think Macho Man liked him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I saw this. I saw David DeBeto stare there, and I was like, oh my God, no. And then Mr. Perfect came out, and I was like, okay, let's see if Mr. Perfect can like perform a magic trick. Mm -hmm. Let's see if he can get something out of Damien DeMento or make this like at least tolerable. Yeah, and I think he did that. He made it tolerable. This wasn't like a bad match uh, because Damien Demento is fucking boring. He's just like he's he's fairly immobile. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't move around that good. Like I don't know if he's just like broke down or something. I don't really know that much about the guy's career. Um, but like he's just he just does like hammer punches and like a shoulder block and like a really slow looking. Not very good knee drop. Mm. <laughs> just he's not very dynamic in the ring, and not even like in a good heel way. No, he throws weak, like uh, all the moves that you just said. He throws like weak punches and everything, and elbows, and it's just like he, he does like the tackles. He does like a suplex, and then he like starts throwing, talking, talking to himself, and throwing. Like, I thought it was pretty cool when he threw Mr. Perfect out of the ring and, like, hit the cameraman. And they had that... That was good. Yeah that, yeah, that camera shot was, uh, you know, awesome to see. Uh, but then there was a part where he threw Mr. Perfect out of the ring, and I guess his, like, legs got caught in the rope. And uh, it just looked funny how, like, Mr. Perfect slid off the apron. See, I thought Mr. Perfect did that on purpose. Oh, really? That, that seemed like a weirdo. You know how... He takes really odd bumps sometimes, like stuff that's just like you don't really see anybody do that before. Mm -hmm. Like I thought that was just a, a Mr. Perfect bump, <laughs> but I, I could have been wrong because it's like, you know how when he goes in the turnbuckle, he like jumps and flips out of the turnbuckle mm -hmm. or he'll do the thing occasionally where he's holding on to the rope and then like Bret Hart kicks his leg and he does a backflip <laughs> like like that kind of stuff. Yeah, he um, he did a lot of uh, overselling, uh, just Mr. Perfect selling, I should say, in this match. 
there was a turnbuckle area where he like hits the turnbuckle and like does like a flip and yep. that's how he sells it and that's just normal and and yeah and what i agree with you like he mr perfect made the match like i didn't put it under a five um because if mr perfect wasn't there i think i would have gave it maybe an even score or maybe something below um but mr perfect totally made this match everything that was about it uh especially when he's like kicking damien demento and he's like bending over and then he hits him with those two like knee strikes and shit uh when he uh throws himself into the ropes and then comes and knees him in the face knee and, lift, yeah yeah and then pretty much setting up the perfect plex mm-hmm. like his whole sequence to get get that ready yeah like the the, the next snap deal um yeah it was pretty much perfect bumper for him to make him actually look like something yeah and then yeah perfect does his moves and his stuff's good uh he wins with the perfect plex um we've seen damian demento wrestle other people that aren't mr perfect and it's usually not good Mm -hmm. even another guy who is good the undertaker it's it sucks because Undertaker's still in that phase right now where he's he's in the full gimmick of being the Undertaker. Yeah. Like, he has to have a very specific kind of opponent right now for it to be, like, a good match. hmm And people like Damian Demento and Giant Gonzalez and fucking people of that ilk are not it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damian Demento reminds me of, like, a guy that they would have had in, like, 1984. Who's just punches and knee drop and <laughs> that's all it is, you know. I think they're trying to do that uh that Spider-Man villain. I forgot his name. Craven the Hunter? Yeah, I think they were trying to like go off of that. Yeah, his weird little furry fucking thing he wears in his entrance kind of reminds me of like Craven's vest, except it's just all black. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's like <laughs> Vince is like so bereft of any kind of pop culture knowledge i don't even know if if he would know who the fuck craven the hunter is like he probably knows who spider-man is but like yeah i i think maybe because keep in mind like even though the wrestlers were like going to bars and shit back then some of them were still nerdy back in the 90s uh yeah so like i guarantee you like one of them probably brought the idea to damien demento and like said hey you should be like this craven guy and then like he put it towards vince and vince is like yeah that's pretty cool you look demented and like <laughs> maybe scott hall told him that because scott hall told him about like what if i was the guy from scarface that telling him about he was being the guy from scarface mm-hmm. <laughs> i give this a 5.5 because mr perfect i gave it a 5.2 out of 10 okay uh so uh they were setting up this like thing about like so i I, let me in the 90s if if you weren't born in the 90s or (laughs) didn't really give a shit about things in the 90s 90s were big about anti-drugs there was a lot of anti-drug stuff that was happening back then Uh, especially in the early mid 90s yeah, so like macho man set it up he's like this is a, i forgot the exact words but he's like it's got the perfect message for you yeah and like goes straight into it and is this uh 
like a little girl uh reading like uh poetry and shit about like uh her parents and stuff and drugs and all that and then out of nowhere the undertaker comes out and says there's no hope for dope yeah it's like her she wrote an essay it's like they were doing this contest for like a school in new york somewhere and macho man sponsored that school and she chose her essay mm-hmm. and it was called there's no hope with dope and it was pretty like serious i mean i, I feel like she may have been like a fifth or sixth grader mm-hmm. probably uh and like actually that was pretty solid for like a fifth grader like, yeah it was honestly. good and then like and, and she said there's no hope with dope and then like out of the shadows like there's this camera angle like it's showing her profile and then like the undertaker appears out of the shadow and he's like there's no hope with dope <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the, when they were doing the somalian famine fucking relief thing where they were trying to raise money for food mm-hmm. and he's just like no one should starve to death I'm like, God, you can't keep using the undertaker to like say serious shit like I, it just it feels weird like he's too much of a gimmick it just feels odd that would be like if you chose the ultimate warrior to say that too for especially in a drug sense I th- <laughs> like you could you couldn't have picked like uh you why you couldn't have picked Bret Hart to say there's no hope with dope brother or something like that or even like Macho Man himself like no hope with dope yeah <laughs> yeah instead like they chose the Undertaker I think the only reason why they chose the Undertaker is like oh if I do drugs I might end up being killed by the undertaker or whatever the undertaker doesn't want to process you for a fucking funeral because you did dope mm-hmm. okay like he could have got crushed he could have said bruh you know like I'm, t- I'm trying to go through all the baby faces they could have used instead of the undertaker <laughs> should i like don't like the clown come out and crush his crush his head and be like there's no hope for dope stick it to the clown bruh bruh <laughs> and then speaking of crush up next, we got the Norse, the Narciss, the Narciss. They started just calling him Lex Luger. At, yeah. <laughs> right, right around this point, they're just like, the Narcissist Lex Luger. And he's still doing the the thing where he poses in the mirror and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's crushed. And I was like, well, now when I first saw this, I was like, oh, I don't know about this match. But it, it, the only, it wasn't bad, actually. It was actually pretty... It, it was almost a decent match. It was a good match. Uh, the only downside I have for it is the long, how long it was. It was like a 13-minute match. I didn't, I didn't really mind the length of it. It was actually the end. Oh, don't get I hated the way the end was booked. But we'll get there. First, they're talking about... They're, they're trying to establish Luger's arm, his forearm... Mm-hmm. How there's supposedly a metal plate in there and shit and it was like they're talking about how like they Jack Tony reviewed it and they're showing like x-rays of his arm where he's got bolts and like a plate there and he said he's there's nothing like he can do about that so it's allowed and then he's like how could Jack Tony allow this and then <laughs> I think he was like what do you want him to take the bolts out of his arm he needs that <laughs> it's not his fault he got a motorcycle accident <laughs> This is true. Yes. Um, 
And as I thought, like, yeah, this is a pretty novel little gimmick to get heat. It feels like it's kind of a lot of work. Like, because mm. it's like, you can't, it's not something you can see, you know? It's not like the atomizer, that fucking thing Rick Martell had where he'd spray the arrogant shit at you or um, Mr. Fuji's umbrella or, or something or Jim Cornette's tennis racket. It's something that is invisible. <laughs> you have to be told is there. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I like that angle. Like, they're setting up, like, it's almost kind of like it's the bionic arm a little bit. Like, oh, he has, like, a, a robot arm that is kind of like his lethal weapon that he could use that is legal um, based off of Jack Tunney. Um, what's funny is I can remember them bringing this up, like, way back in the day when I was watching Raw. Like, I actually was remembering them talking about his arm all the time. I'm like, holy shit. It, like, triggered a bunch of memories about that. <laughs> I do want to bring this up. So they started showing like a a heart camera on this like one lady. And, you know, we'll find out later on in the episode what's going down. But like Vince brings up, he's like, is that your girlfriend, Bobby? And he's like, which one? And he's like, it's a two-headed lady. <laughs> I died laughing. <laughs> See the blonde over there? It's not her. No, of course it couldn't be her. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's it's this ongoing thing with this couple that's going to – her boyfriend's going to propose to her on Raw, I guess. I guess this was legitimate. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it kind of came off that way. It looked legitimate because Bobby Heenan kept on – I mean, we're going to talk about it later. But at the end, he's yeah. like, are you going to get married on Raw? And he's like, no, no. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, But – yeah, it's Luger, and he comes out, poses, and then Crush comes out, and then they do, like, test of strength stuff. They lock up. They do a real stiff lock up and mm-hmm. shove off, and then they do the knuckle lock, the, the come here, and then grrr, that stuff, and that, that was getting a big reaction. I just love it when, like, people could do shit like that, like, real simple thing, like a wrist lock, and people are like, ah! Like, I don't know. Something about that just is really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I... I... I like that. Uh, I shouldn't say I like. Uh, I didn't notice how tall Crush is compared to Lex. Yeah, he, he's super fucking tall. Crush was a big guy. So um, it it was amazing to see because Lex is this big guy, and what I mean by big, I mean like muscles. But Crush is tall. And Luger wasn't a small guy either, though. I think he was like six four. Hmm. Yeah. There, um, there was a he, crush is so over with this crowd like so over it's 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 amazing me how over he is yeah i don't i don't really get it because he just kind of had like a shit feud with doink that i guess is still not over mm-hmm. um and like maybe we missed how they got crush over maybe that was last year you know maybe or, or even the year before I, i'm not real sure uh but I did like when they did the knuckle lock thing and then Crush just puts him in a military press slam and slams him. And Luger just rolls out of the ring and oversells it. Mm-hmm. He almost walks to the back to the grill position. He's like, what was that? Like, you could visit You could hear him say, what was that about? <laughs> and, like, it, I noticed that in this match, though, is Luger's selling is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, as a heel. Um, eventually, he... T- Oh, what were you gonna say? Oh no, because I like how Lex was like selling the military press, and then like 
slowly walking back to the ring. Like he's doing that while I, I'm hurt, but I'm also going to be a heel and take my time to go back into the ring. Yeah. And I, and I really, I miss heels doing that because now the heels, they, they roll out of the ring, they walk like a lap and then, they, then they're back in or something or they do something stupid. This guy's yeah, actually like they, using like they just get pissed off. They're like, God damn it. He got me. And they nobody wants to look cowardly or weak. They're afraid to look that way. Even look at Lex Luger. Look how that guy looks. Even he was willing to work like that. Mm-hmm. You know. So I I I really like that. Um, Le- Lex's punches are fucking legit, dude. Um, he got solid punch. Yeah. Yeah. He he follows throughs with it, and he you know he does the Lex grunts that add to it a little bit. Oh <laughs> yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> but it, like he 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 lands him and it feels like he's punching. Not like Demi Demento is like, I hear voices. Rah. He does like a, his punch is like this really over exaggerated swing. It's really slow. It just doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. It's like giant Gonzalez punches too. Here's another one that's not good. Yeah. Um. Luger gets control though eventually. He like runs Crush's post in the back and That was a good spot. Uh, or runs Crush's back into the post. I said that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts he shoulder thrusts him into the apron a couple times. And then he he did something I never like. This is just like a personal thing. Mm-hmm. I, I hate it when somebody puts on a bear hug on someone and they're shorter than them. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Like Crush, he put Crush in now Luger's a big guy. Crush is bigger than him though, and he's taller, mm-hmm. so it looks weird. Like when so to me, it just looks weird. If you're gonna put a bear hug in somebody, they're taller, and you don't do it. Did he have the torture rack yet? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, that wasn't established for. Uh, I don't think that was Luger's finish until he went back to WCW. Oh, okay. It was just the forearm, and I th- I want to say WCW before it might have been like a power driver or something. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Crush comes back, and he he did a drop kick earlier, by the way, and that really surprised me. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> but uh, he puts him in the Kona Crush, that thing, or the the brain squeeze. Ah. Mm-hmm. And he put him in it for a long time, and I thought Luger was actually going to tap because of how long it was. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Is he about to lose? Is this how they're going to write Luger off and have him come back as a baby face? He just crushed crushed him. But then he sees someone in the stands. Up in the stands? Who's that? I swear, Vince's like, what, what, what is that up there? <laughs> you see Doink, and he's, like, making goofy Doink faces, and he's waving at him. And then Crush, God damn it, I hate this shit. I hate it how WWF, WWE has a really bad habit of doing this, where they make baby faces look really stupid. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, somebody's come out. It's the bad guy. And then that he's like, he stops the match. He stops trying to win the match. And it's like, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like old school villain stuff like that you would see in like the 60s and 50s like comics and stuff where it's just like oh man i'm distracted now and did he point to across the arena and there's another doink with multiple doinks 
He did. You did not imagine that. You did not have double vision shit. Mm-hmm. It, you saw it. It happened for real. They're still doing the double doink thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he's like, what? And then he's like stupidly like leaning on the ropes and telling him to come down here, bro. We'll, we'll settle it right now, bro. I was like, D- dumbass, did you forget you're in a match? <laughs> With the guy who has the metal plate in his arm, and he reminded him really, very quickly he had a metal plate in his arm because he turned his back on him, mm-hmm. and he fucking slammed it in the back of his head and knocked him out, and he got counted out like a dumbass. He deserved it. Yes. But, <laughs> but I think the, Bobby Heaton did something like that, too. Yeah. But overall, the match was good. It was entertaining. I, I would have to say this was the most entertaining match of the night. And how... How sad is that to say? Uh, even though Lex is great, but like having Crush and Lex be like the match of the night, like that should be like a second match of the night. Probably, yeah, that's what you would think. Yeah, yeah. and and it's like what Lex is better than what I think people tend to give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has the the shitty match with Yokozuna that sucked, but. He did more good stuff. Um, I like his WCW days more than WWF days, in my opinion. Oh, certainly. Before and after. He had much better runs at WCW. Mm-hmm. Even when he got all embroiled in that NWO horse shit. Like, Luger still had better matches and shit in WCW. Yeah, it, I mean, to go off on a little tangent, like, even though he was in that NWO shit, like, him doing that swerve before the Vince Bro swerves, uh, but, like, when... Lex uh, would turn heel against I forgot who it was. Oh my god, was it? I think it was against Goldberg. Uh, when like Nash, this was before the finger uh, poke of doom and all that stuff. Like Lex uh, turned his back on Goldberg, and that's when he became like NWO and shit. Yeah, he, he and then he was Wolfpack. Hmm. But that's that's in the future. Yeah, I. I I have to say, I can't wait. I want to get through 93 and 94, and then when, when we get into the thick of it and all that stuff, when we get mm-hmm. closer to pretty much when Uncle Eric is starting to call the shots a little bit, WCW. Well, Uncle Eric, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I Yeah, decent match. I hated the ending. I gave it 5.75 out of 10. I, I hated that. I, I Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was going to say I gave it a 5.6 out of 10, but what were you going to say? Oh, we're really close. I was just going to say, I that that kind of booking has always bothered me, even when I was a kid. Mm. I hated it when baby faces would just stop in the match and just get distracted. And I'm like, you guys, this happens every week. How do you not? <laughs> you see other people fall victim to it. Sometimes somebody was smart enough to say, I guess I'm not going to do that. Like, how many times did you see Bret Hart do that, for example? Never. Never. Like, he might turn and look and acknowledge, hey, asshole, and then he'll just go right back to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't, like, stand there, get distracted, lose. Well, Crush, um, Crush is kind of stupid. He is stupid. He fell for the doink thing when he had the, what, he beat him up with that leg or whatever the fuck <laughs> the that was? The arm or whatever. The, yeah, the dummy arm or whatever. Mannequin arm. Uh, uh, King of the Ring is June thirteenth. They 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 show us the first video package for it, mm-hmm. and that is where Yokozuna gets the belt back and Hogan goes away. Thank God. 
<laughs> and he, by the way, he's still nowhere to be fucking found. Yeah, the, the dude is a fucking champion, and he's nowhere to be found. We're like fucking three weeks after WrestleMania, and like Hogan is. There's been no trace of Hogan. He vanished. <laughs> and like, what the fuck's up with that? For real, I don't understand. <laughs> It, it, it had to be politics, probably, because I've been watching a lot of, like, uh, wrestle bios on YouTube, uh, the guy who does that. Uh, apparently, everywhere that, like, when Hulk Hogan became big, like, everywhere that he's done a contract with, there has to be creative control in his uh, contract. And I bet you, uh, at some point, he's like, I want the belt, but I don't want to be on TV a lot. I bet you that's what w went down. And then eventually Hogan's probably going to be like, I want to do Thunder in Paradise. Bye. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think, like, is he trying to do Thunder in Paradise right now? Is he trying to do Pasta Mania, brother? Mm. I, don't, I don't remember what he was embroiled in at that time. <laughs> um, Next up, we got Mr. Hughes versus Jason Knight. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Mr. Hughes? Not at all, but he looks cool as fuck, though. He's, yeah, like, Mr. Hughes... The last time I remember seeing Mr. Hughes was when he was Chris... He's very briefly Chris Jericho's bodyguard when he oh, was yeah. first in WWF. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Holy shit. And I, I was like, that's awesome. Like, I liked that pairing, but it was super short-lived. It was only for, like, maybe a month. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. But uh, this is the first time I've seen Mr. Hughes wrestle, because I can't remember. I think back around that time, he was slowing down a lot, probably. Mm -hmm. Like, he was probably nearing retirement, so his bodyguard was probably a good role for him. Yeah. Uh, it's a squash. <laughs> it's a squash, but Mr. Hughes' shit looked good, man. Yes. His punches look good. He's doing, like, overpowered. He's a big guy, too. Um, And... I hated this kind of because in the middle of the match, they do this thing where like Heenan's got a little TV on top of like the, the PVM video monitor. He can watch the broadcast on mm -hmm. and he's like flipping channels. Like he's got cable hooked up to it. He's channel surfing. Rob Bartlett. <laughs> did something... What are you doing? Stop that. <laughs> Rob Bartlett did something similar to that. And I think it's, I guess to think it's funny. That, like, oh, I gotta watch other things besides this match because it's boring. But it's like, yeah, what are you saying? The match is boring? <laughs> yeah. And, like, I agree with you. I wanted to see Mr. Hughes more uh, with his, you know, even though it's a squash, I still want to see how he's going to kill this guy. Um, By doing this skit, I don't think was, it, yeah, it was funny, but come on, you're trying, you're trying to show off this guy's talent. Um, and you're just telling it it's boring. I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't really care for that aspect of it. I felt kind of bad for Mr. Hughes because mm -hmm. he did he did some good stuff. They had a really good choke slam. He threw the guy into the ropes and choke slammed him off the rebound, which just looked cool. Yeah. Um, kind of reminds me of like a black version of Big Bubba Rogers. Mm-hmm. You know, Boss Man's gimmick before. But squash. Mm -hmm. We have a promo of the smoking guns. I didn't think that they came in so early. Yeah, well, Look, I thought they were like 94, 95 ish. 
I think they're milking it. I think we won't see these guys until probably next month. Maybe next month or the following month. But they're they're uh, teasing it. They're both riding how horses and Billy Gunn's there, and I forgot the other guy's name. Bart Gun. Oh, Bart Gun. There. <laughs> they 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 call him, like this is my partner. They're partners, but their both names are Gun. Or so are they brothers or are they partners? <laughs> are they just guys whose both last names happen to be Gun? There's no relation. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm Bart Gun. I'm Billy. No relation. Like that's what they should have said. It would have actually been kind of funny. It would be funny, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, I know Billy Gunn's career. Um, so I'm like a little interested in see how he is before all the DX stuff. So I'm excited a little bit. Billy was, Billy was always a pretty solid worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bart is usually regarded that way too. It's just he didn't, I want to say, he didn't have as much physical charisma as Billy Gunn does. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, Billy Gunn's not really known for cutting awesome promos, but like when he's in the ring, he's kind of fun to watch, exciting, and he has personality in the ring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we got that promo. Uh, and then we move into the HBK interview. <laughs> I'm going to let you take this away. Uh, what I got out of this is um, they're setting up the. Um, the Mr. Perfect versus HBK uh, Intercontinental Championship match. And HBK is talking about like how he'll take on people, but also not take on people. Did I did I read that right? Sort of. It's like he's being wishy-washy about it. He's I think I think he was being heelish. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Vince comes out and he first he asks about Sean facing Hacksaw Jim Duggan next week, which Okay, next week they gave us a, a solid match. And it's a title match, by the way. Did you hear? Yeah. So we got Shawn Michaels and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Cool. That, mm. that could probably be pretty good. Um, and then then he brings up how Mr. Perfect's, you know, waiting in the wings for a shot, pal. And then Shawn starts talking shit about New York City mm-hmm. and the fans. And he references something. I don't know what it is. He's talking about marching in D.C. or some shit. And maybe it was like a gay rally because I feel like I missed the reference. But then immediately after that, they started call- they started all saying Sean is gay. Like for a couple of minutes, they were chanting, Sean is gay. Sean is gay. Where Bobby like, Heenan was going, Sean is great. Sean is Sean great. Is- <laughs> I died laughing because, you know, Bobby Heenan's like, that's funny, but I have to be professional and try to hide this a little bit. <laughs> it, it's the timing of that's really weird though, because it reminds me of like the fuck Joe Biden chants people are doing. Mm-hmm. And if it, what do they say that they're, they're no, they're saying they're it's like they're doing the Bobby Heated thing, but it's happening in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and I forget what the fuck they try to make it sound like, but yeah. Um, he keeps talking shit about perfect, and then like. Perfect just comes out, and then Sean runs away, and he chases him to the back. I was actually getting hyped a little bit. I know it's not going to lead to a fight in there, but I was like, oh, shit, this is about to go down. Like, I was, even though I know it's going to happen, I kind of marked out a little bit knowing that, like, oh, we're going to get this match eventually. Yeah, I don't know if they really cross paths uh, before SummerSlam. 
that's when they have their match, I think. Unless they have one at King of the Ring, I, and I, I don't know because I've never seen the 1993 King of the Ring. I'm actually excited um, to see that when we get to it. I think it's going to be a, a pretty good show, actually. Yeah. I got a fe- I got a feeling about it. Um, but when this is all said done, I'm like, okay, so they're finally starting this feud after they started it three weeks ago back at WrestleMania. Again, it's like, why was there this really long ass delay just to start this feud? Like, I don't get it. I don't know, but I mean, at least we got Mister Perfect on the show because so it's not like in this segment, but like as a wrestling. So I feel like yeah. it's relevant in a way, but like, oh, he's here, and that's why HBK is gonna and you know is gonna kind of like call him out a little bit, even though Vince asked the question. You know, what about Mr. Perfect? He's got a shot and everything. And good heel knowledge. Yeah, let me call that guy a pussy. Because I know he's here. But then also be a pussy when he's being confronted. And that's just great heel work. Uh, Sean's still early in his promoing. You could tell. Um, yeah. But he's learning, it seems like. It's kind of like... It's, I, I, I hate... No, I'm, I don't hate it. Uh, it kind of reminds me of... Britt Baker a little bit, like how she was kind of like iffy in the beginning. Oh, she was way worse than what he was. But... Yeah, but like they <laughs> they still kind of have like that arc a little bit where they're slowly getting there. Yeah, like I don't think Sean was like maybe he. I, I don't really know what happened with the Rockers thing. Mm-hmm. All I know is Marty had like a bunch of fucking problems. And I think at that time, like Sean was still like a decent guy was pretty responsible. This is before he got hooked on all the pills and shit. Because mm-hmm. all accounts of Sean before that was he was a good guy and he had friends and everything, you know? Yeah. Um I think he was worried about his career though. And he was just like maybe he said, Hey man, like, can we do a single? I want to try to be single because I'm afraid Marty Janetti kept getting him in trouble, honestly. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what happened there. But like Maybe he's like, okay, sink or swim, I got to try to do this, even though he wasn't really ever quite set up to be a singles guy yet. He's He has to be thrown in the water, maybe, and he got thrown in, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I mean, he's doing a good job. I mean, he's he's getting pushed. Yeah. Uh, Vince obviously sees the talent in Shawn Michaels, and we know what he becomes, even though he has some hiccups along the way. But he, he rebounds, like, literally... The end of his career, I want to say, is probably the best he's ever been uh, when he retired. Um, yeah, but man, Sean in the in the mid '90s, like from '95 to '97, all the way up till his back got fucked. Man, when you see him in those matches, then especially in '97 when he's in shape and when, like, yeah, he was his most fucked up at that point. Mm. But physically, he was on his game. He was, like, even when he came back after being gone, he wasn't like that. Mm. It's, it's insane just to see how fast that guy was and some of the stuff he could do. But um, He's Mr. Re- WrestleMania for a reason. Yeah. Uh, but then we see footage of something that happened on Superstars where, like, I don't know what was going on. I think somebody was interviewing Sherry and then Bam Bam Bigelow was there and maybe she said something mean to him and he got mad and put his hands on her. 
and Tatanka came out to rescue. Tatanka made the save, and then fought him off. And then later on that night, I think they were supposed to have a match, but like they showed footage from the back, like where Bam Bam beat him up, and then he had a pair of scissors and he was cutting his mohawk. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, so I guess they're in a feud now, and he's trying to. This is gonna turn. You can't have a hair versus hair match with Bam Bam Bigelow. He has no hair. <laughs> I don't understand why they did that. They paint his fucking head tattoo or something. You have to get a tattoo removal. <laughs> Fuck. Um. Yeah, I I I kind of like the angle a little bit because like I, this is the first time I'm seeing it, especially on Raw and WWF, where you're like, oh, that's Tataka's music. Where's Tataka? And like they like wait. They're like, oh my god, he's, he's getting killed by Bam Bam. <laughs> I think King was on commentary. He's like, yeah, cut his hair off. Mm-hmm. Looks stupid anyway. <laughs> he was like just making fun of him. Yeah. Oh so, my god. But then we uh, we get thrown into the main event. I, I guess. Yeah. So it's Typhoon versus Skull Von Crush. And by the way. No, he's just Von Crush. Von Crush? Okay. Um, because on IMDb and IMDb, uh, Wikipedia, I looked it up. It's Skull Von Crush and it's Vito from fucking WCW, if you remember. Really? Yeah. Oh no. Like, see, I kept thinking that guy looked kind of familiar, but. Cause maybe I... they didn't want to call him Skull Von Crush because, like, Vince was like, we can't call him Skull. It'll scare children or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Just Von Cross. Yeah, but uh, the reason why I bring that up is because I was watching fucking uh, uh, Vince Russo bro uh, when he brought the fucking uh, the triple cage match for War Games. War Games, um, uh, Vince R- Russo's Revenge or whatever. Oh, yeah. And Vito was there. Vito was like, I'll help you out because uh, Jeff Jarrett and Kevin Nash and the other guy didn't want to... Who's the other guy? I forgot who the other guy was. But he, they didn't want to like... Oh, Scott Steiner. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they didn't want to be like bodyguards because Vince was like pissing everybody off. I wonder if that's like real life. <laughs> but then, you know, Vito turns on Vince Russo and I'm like, ah. all as these, everybody should. All these swerves, bro. But anyway, bro, you didn't expect it. I'm glad that you said that because I had a whole note about like how, why is he called Von Cross? <laughs> and now it makes more sense. Like I, you said that, and I kind of probably explained why he's just called Von Cross. Mm-hmm. But but you know what? I'm gonna segue into why is Von Wagner Von Wagner. <laughs> I don't know. And by the way, that's a uh, um, uh, the dude from the Beverly Brothers. That's his son, uh, Bloom. I forget Cal Bloom. I think. Mm-hmm. I, no, it's Mike Bloom. Yeah, yeah. Mike. His son is Cal Bloom. That's Von Wagner. Okay. Was, that's his son. That's really weird timing because we've just seen a bunch of the Beverly Brothers, <laughs> and uh, they call him Von Wagner. I'm like, what the fuck? And it just made me think, like, do you guys know what Vaughn means? Like, nobody's name is just Vaughn, last name. That's German thing. That's like, um, it's sort of like Sir, 
you know, like knighting somebody, but it's different in Germany where it's like it, it's a it becomes a family title. It's like on instead of you're not Vaughn, and then your name that doesn't make sense. That would be like if you were just Sir Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I whatever ran over. <laughs> they did another thing where they just didn't care about this main event of fucking WWF Raw. Jim Duggan calls up and talks about how he's going to face HPK for the Intercontinental Championship, and then Bobby Heenan and him fucking fight on the phone. I died laughing. He's like, shut up, you. Shut up. Oh, you're a tough guy, ain't you? He's like, yeah. Well, you don't got two brain cells to rub. He basically was just calling him stupid for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More or less. And like, I, this match was weird though. Like I was watching the match, but I was listening to the phone conversation and I kind of missed that, that they did this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the first times they were doing it, it wasn't very good. I thought, I think it was because Rob Bartlett was fucking talking over shit too much. Yeah. But, uh, I, I remember when they used to do the old, I'm calling in on the phone to talk to you guys while the, the match is going on. They quit doing that. I think I want to say in like 97 though. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I was watching the match. I'm like, this is weird. Cause like, why is Vaughn Cross get so much offense on Typhoon? Yeah. He was beating him up for like two thirds of the match. I was like, what is, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think Typhoon's made like, he's not a star anymore. I would argue he's not upper card. I would say he's mid card pretty much, mm-hmm. but he's like a huge guy. And then Typhoon pretty much crushed him. He crushed him, and, like, he did three moves and beat him. Yeah. Like, after getting beat up the whole match. He threw him in the corner, avalanched him, the, the Vader avalanche, and then he clotheslined him, and then he ran off the ropes and did a splash and pinned him. And I was like, okay. Now, even though Von Crush got some offense in there, him just doing those three moves and pretty much winning without, you know, a sweat, I guess. Is that kind of like a squash? Because he's kind of just not selling whatever Von Crush did for that two-thirds of the match. Oh, he was selling. That was my whole problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, I, I, I didn't score the match because it was weird. It was like a a non-squash. Yeah. It was, like, I don't understand the, the, like, maybe they told him, like, guys, we need to have this phone conversation with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So just, like, stall for time. Give... Give Vito some offense. And That's kind of stupid because don't you want to give Typhoon like more heat? I guess like Typhoon is a heel, right? No, I think he's babyface now. Babyface? Oh, okay. I don't know the circumstances of that, but that's just the that's the oh, yeah. reactions he's gotten. Oh yeah, Von Crush was more of a heel. Yeah, and he's I'm I don't know. He doesn't do anything that's really impressive to me. He's just like punch punches. He wasn't impressive in WCW either, so... He did weird... He did kind of weird strikes. He did this fucking thing where he was... He had Typhoon's legs, and he was teasing, like, I'm going to low blow him. And the referee's like, no, don't do that. He's like, I'm going to do it. No. And then it's like he should have went for the elbow thing. Mm -hmm. You've seen Vader do that. He elbows somebody, like, on the stomach. It's arguably a low blow, but it's not. Mm-hmm. But instead, he did like a a forearm hit, 
and it looked really weird and weak. <laughs> just like that wasn't the right thing to do. <laughs> and it looked like Typhoon lost a little bit of weight. Did it seem that way? No, um, I think you're just confusing him with Earthquake. Oh yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, Typhoon was always like a bigger, burlier of the two, whereas Earthquake was kind of fat. Mm -hmm. Um, but when Typhoon hits shit, it looks good. It's just he got beat up for like three minutes and then won. Mm. <laughs> well, no, I did score this because I I gave it a four point five. My formatting was fucked up. It was uh, it wasn't very good. I gave it a I gave it a squash. I thought it was a squash, even though he got offense in. Uh, just fucking Typhoon doing those three moves. I was like, oh, so that kind of cancels out what that guy's done for half of the match. He did the Homer Simpson thing where he gets beat up until that guy gets tired. Mm -hmm. And then he won. <laughs> so that was the main event, but I guess the real main event was this proposal. And it was the most awkwardest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, I don't know... If, like, somehow this guy talked to WWE or WWF or Vince and them, it'd be like, hey, can I get TV time and maybe uh, have Bobby Heenan or just someone come up so I could set up this proposal? He, the guy even looked confused in a way. And I, I don't well, like he was put on the spot. Like, he's like, all of a sudden I'm on TV and yeah. all this shit. And, like, oh, I, and then, like, Heenan was just. He was just doing a whole routine with these people, honestly. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> Bobby, like it, it was weird because like Bobby Heenan was like doing like pop shots, but he was also like not being mean. He's like, "Oh, this is great, you know, get get down on your knees." Like he was kind of out of character a little bit. So like, come on, I'll get down on my knees with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he was being like he was being more like a comedian mm -hmm. in this. I felt like. Like, he was doing kind of his heelish mannerisms and kind of his routine, but he wasn't being, like, a huge asshole to these people because it was supposed to be, I guess, something cool that the WWF did for these people. Mm -hmm. You know? It, and, it, and speaking of Vince Russo, he kind of looked like Vince Russo back in the day a little bit. A little bit, yeah, back when he had the mullet and the sweater. Yeah. And before he became a... Well, maybe he was always a dickhead, but... uh. I don't know. She said yes, even though we didn't really hear her say yes. Uh, she said no. She she said yes. Okay. She's like, oh my god, yes. She was totally Fine. on the spot, and I kind of want to know what happened. Uh, if that relationship is still going. Did they get divorced? Did yeah. he killed his whole family? Did he <laughs> kill himself? <laughs> Did he Chris Benoit? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh. But yeah, and then uh, it ends the show with Vince and Macho Man pretty much selling uh, next uh, Raw. Yeah. Which uh, shows Shawn Michaels versus uh, Axaw. So. so we got one interesting match at least. Yeah, I mean, god damn it. We've only seen, what, one Shawn Michaels match during the past three months? I think. I'd have to go back and look. But um, it was... Uh... That was against, no, he's had a couple, but like one of them was like really short. Like he beat some fucking loser or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and he had tag matches with Tatanka. I forgot about that. Yeah. And uh, to kind of go back to these married couples, uh, another thing that kind of like was weird is one, 
I mean, obviously, I would say no too. Like Bobby was like, "Oh, you're gonna have a marriage here in the ring?" No, no, no. No. And then, like, he's asking her to show the ring, and the guy is holding her her hand tight to not show the ring. Like, maybe he was, like, embarrassed of how, like, maybe small The Rock is. But I looked at the ring. It was pretty big. It was a nice ring. Even if, like, The Rock wasn't big, it had, like, kind of an interesting design. Yeah. So. So, I don't know. But, uh, I guess, what did you give this, uh, this show? Gave it a 5.25 out of 10. And I had some just general notes at the end. Which mm. was... Once again, the formatting of the show is strange right now. Mm-hmm. It's like the final match was Vaughn Cross and Typhoon, and then there was a long period of time where they were just recapping feuds mm-hmm. and showing what happened on Superstars. That like I didn't even bring that up. That they were like just showing what this is why Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels are feuding three weeks ago, in case you forgot, because it's been three weeks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> And then they went to that that superstars thing we just talked about. And that felt like it was a good 10 or 15 minutes of the show. Yeah. Not 15, but it's probably about 10 or so. Um, Bobby Heenan is very welcome on commentary, and the show was much more enjoyable that that he was sitting in that third spot. Mm-hmm. The, the commentary is no longer awkward a- anymore. Yeah, so it's, it's in good nature now. Yeah, like if it's if there is any awkwardness, it's because there's three guys on the desk instead of it being feeling weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show just kind of fell off after the Luger and Crush match. Like I felt like the show started okay. We got like an okay match because Mister Perfect made it that way, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we got a surprisingly decent Luger Crush match. Yes, until the end, pretty much. And then Sean did a decent heel promo that got drowned out by people calling him gay. <laughs> and then the show just kind of fell apart after that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty much going to echo the same thing as you. Mr. Perfect saved the first match. It was okay. Uh, love that Bobby Heenan's on the, the as the third man, not Rob Bartlett anymore, which means it's going to be extra funny now. Um, yeah, the narcissist versus Crush was the best match of the night. It's still kind of weird. Still kind of weird to say. Yeah, it's still weird, weird for me to say that. Uh, Mr. Huge uh, looks cool. Hopefully, we get to see uh, more matches with him. Maybe. Maybe. Um. HBK interview was cool, good heel stuff there. Uh, and kind of interested in what Tatanka and Bam Bam are going to do, even though th- it was kind of weird on how they put it on that show. Yeah, and uh, I'll say this too. I had been complaining uh, for a few weeks that there was a real lack of star power on the shows. And it's something that they've had, they've struggled with since the year started, in my opinion. Mm hmm. But, like, now, actually on this episode, they had Mr. Perfect in two segments. And he, well, he was in a match, and then he was in a segment. They had Lex Luger and Crush, who is, a, I guess, over at that time. And Lex Luger is a, a, a heel. He's an upper card heel. And you had Shawn Michaels, and Bobby Heenan was on the show the whole time. Yes. 
So it's a big plus, but uh, I gave the show a five point three out of ten. Yeah, we're we're like right there. Yeah, I it's, I I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Um, yeah. I still think it's, we need to get through a lot of mud before it starts getting better, kinda. Yeah, but, remember I I. I instated the fast forward rule or if we feel like we're getting gypped we can fast forward a certain amount of time <laughs> yeah uh but i was telling you off air like hey you know may might be pretty solid month because i i looked ahead on raw to see like what a lot of the marquee matches were and stuff mm-hmm. we, you got hacks on sean i don't know what else is on that next episode uh, but I saw one, two, three kid and Razor Ramon are going to start their feud. There we month. go. I remember that and, was a big thing back then. Yeah. And uh, some, I think Bret Hart was doing something. And yeah, I think May is going to be a, maybe it's going to be a decent month for all. Cool. Yeah. There's slamboree for WCW. It's, it'll be in a few weeks. I mean, I'm just hoping for another Vader promo. That's all I care yeah. about. There's no no rankings. We're supposed to rank, but our schedules have been too crazy and disrupted to for us to remember everything correctly. Yeah. But well, I may- think we could say safely WCW is wins uh again. Yes. <laughs> so I mean this they've just been putting on better shows uh, overall and then now they started the Vader and Cactus Jack feud which has just been fucking crazy. Mhm. Um yeah, I- Keep in mind, I think May will have the end of the you know show rewards uh, awards kind of thing where we rank everything. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. WCW is the clear winner. The only thing I would say that kind of spikes a little bit in the WWF realm is that we saw WrestleMania nine, um, and yeah, that's because we saw star power there, and it was a you know a pay per view. Uh, but it was a fun show. Like it wasn't. It's not like a really good WrestleMania, but it was like mm-hmm. it was fun to sort of watch for nostalgia and the wow factor of Caesar's Palace and all that. And I will say, Raw had some good segments, especially with Sherry and uh, Luna. So, oh God, yes, yeah, <laughs> they so. could show up about that the episode after. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, next. I, I think because we want to get things rolling a little bit, I think next week we're going to do another uh, getting some color if our schedules line up. Does that sound about right? Yeah, if you're good for it, I'm I'm good for it to just go go ahead and continue to make up for lost time. Yeah, I think we'll do that next week. We'll hit up WCW Saturday night, uh, which will be uh, May 1st uh, for WCW, and then May 3rd, uh, both years, both both shows being in 1993 uh, for WWF yes. Raw. So remember to watch those and then come back and we'll talk about it. Uh, but other than that, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up before before we get into uh, closing the show? Um, not really, other than I guess future stuff we'll do. Like we're probably going to review full gear mm-hmm. when it happens. We're going to We've pretty much written off WWE, but we still have to respect the big four, damn it. Yes. Uh, so, and we'll do on the flip side of Survivor Series, we'll do like a classic Survivor Series. I want to do, uh, which is, 
we're gonna do okay. something we're gonna do something special with royal rumble um the uh we're gonna do something with the the new royal rumble uh, i don't think anything old because we did didn't we do something old last time we did 92 did we do 93 well, we did 93 for this show well, when we first started doing oh, yeah. That's right. Holy shit. Our, our time capsule. It feels like forever ago. But, mm. um, like, and I want to say, like, we did the first Royal Rumble as well. Like, the very first one. Okay. So I think I picked the first one and you picked 92. Yeah, because that, that's the one we were Claire. Uh, yeah, and it was awesome. Yes. With the tear in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah we'll, we'll do something special for royal rumble i mean that's still ways out there um survivor series is first before royal rumble right mm -hmm. it's november it's later um and i don't think we've ever picked a classic survivor series and what i'm saying by that is like from 92 and earlier because you can't really do what we're doing like with the TV shows, like for the previous years as much, mm -hmm. it's, it's harder to find like the shows and everything. Yeah. And they didn't have, honestly, they just didn't have like a, a weekly show that was like, that, that was good enough in my opinion. Like they had superstars. I think they started doing superstars in like 89, maybe 90. Well, so you can't do, it's just random episodes of Saturday night main event and shit. Yeah. But I think I, I think that's where we'll close it, guys. Um, remember, next week, WCW Saturday Night and WWF Raw May 1st and May 3rd of 1993. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, make sure you catch some Getting Some Color on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Alexa, um, Amazon Music. I'm trying to think of other names. Yeah. <laughs> and then other things. Um but uh, also, we have Big Trouble Podcast. We're still doing our spooky month, and we're going to be... We're at the tail end of our spooky month. Uh, we already did our picks, uh, which mine was Maniac Cop. Uh, Zach's was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974. And then we had Andy's The Wailing. And now we're going to do the, the worst film of all time and the best movie of all time based off of the rankings that we saw on the internet and House of the dead the Uwe ball movie we're going to be watching and talking about next week so make sure you look out for that as well so yeah. oh and also me and zach are playing through rebel resident evil Re revelations for the nemesis project and keep an eye out for that i'm actually live streaming it off of the nemesis project uh youtube um if you want to see my live reactions on things so check it out over there but until next time everybody remember get some color See ya.